Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Uh, what's good, everybody? Welcome into the Early Edge and our weekly Friday Prop Spectacular. My man Jeff in the chat says, I don't have a mistress, but my wife would appreciate a night out. Let's make it happen. Guess what? Crystal wants a night out tonight, too. So I need to make it happen for myself. So when I need to make money, what do I do? Well, you guys, if you're here right now, you know exactly what we do. I bring in the three greatest prop bettors in America today. At least collectively they are. Let's bring in the stars of the show because they are fired up and ready. Ladies and gentlemen, first and foremost, on loan from Fantasy Football Today, the award-winning fantasy football today he is uncle dave richard dave good afternoon sir coach good afternoon to you sia alex what is going on i am excited to be back i missed a week from the player prop madness and i'm happy to be here lots of props to get to and i feel great about every single one of them it's funny you should mention that because somebody was asking about you do you know who no nobody oh (laughs) nobody Thanks. That, wow. that makes me feel great after <laughs> wow. what I went through last week. Much appreciated. <laughs> well, I wasn't here either, so I, nobody asked about me either. So I, I didn't even know what you went through. It's so all my good. <laughs> He's like, We're what good. a jerk. We're good. We're what good. a jerk. My apologies. I had no idea if you went through anything. My apologies. All right. Now, next, he is the greatest looking man in all of the early edge universe. And we are so happy he's on our team. See you in a shot. Good afternoon. That was incredibly savage, Coach. Uh, with, with that said, I am, you, you know, I, I don't know if everybody knows this, but the full allotment of props are are not out like they, they are ordinarily at this time, Thursday night. And I honestly think they're afraid of this show. I, I'm not, like, I'm kind of not even joking, especially with the, the following that all of you guys have. It's, it's just one of those things I'm waiting. There's like six props I'm waiting on specifically, and they're not here yet. And I think they're afraid of this show. That's all I'm saying. There's no question they're afraid of this show. So I have a feeling that I could ask you guys maybe a couple extra props on Sunday. Can we do that? Just like like special? Can we give those out on Sunday? Yes. 100%. I, I, I oh. know I'm going to have at least a couple extra props for that Sunday um, show. Boom. And we actually have two Sunday shows, noon and 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Sinful Saint says, damn, coach, you had to do them like that again. It just kind of comes out, my inner heel. It happens. It happens. I was raised this way in the WWE. Now, live from parts unknown, he is the greatest prop better in America today. He has been profitable every single week this year. That streak is on the line. Prop stars, good afternoon. 
Coach, what's good? See ya, Uncle Dave. I'm excited. Uh, week eight, we've got some good matchups. I'm ready to get into it. All right, let's get to it. We're going to keep it nice, high, and tight today. See, I'm coming right at you. Dolphins and the Lions. The spread is three and a half, the total at 51 and a half. But here on this show, we don't care about that. We care about props. And there is a stud who went from Kansas City to Miami who has not missed a beat. Start us off. No, he hasn't missed a beat at all. In fact, he's increasing his beats as far as I can tell. He's playing this week a terrible Detroit Lions defense. I don't think I need to catalog how bad the Detroit uh, Lions defense is, but I think I do need to catalog that they play a lot of man relative to other teams and they blitz a lot. Not a good recipe if you're trying to cover Tyreek Hill. He will get loose. I have him over 86 and a half receiving yards. Yes, that's a very high total, but I really think Tyreek Hill is going to be the focus. I think other guys like Waddle and Mostert, I think they could enjoy some, some yardage and, and some, some prop love as well, but I really like Tyreek Hill here in this matchup. For the record, his receiving prop in terms of receptions is six and a half, and it's juiced to the over at minus 150. So we're looking at seven to eight catches most likely for Tyreek Hill. What is he going to do with that in space against the Detroit Lions defense? He's going to eclipse 86 and a half receiving yards. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And they are certainly a two-headed monster. And C already said it, uh, Alex, and I'm coming to you. The guy on the other side is also primed and ready for a big game against this porous Lions defense. Who are you on in this game? I'm on Jalen Waddle going right back to the well with my guy over 65 and a half receiving yards. Uh, he's just been outstanding this year. Doesn't get a lot of attention because of how good Tyreek has been. Uh, Waddle has been particularly good with Tua at quarterback. He's eclipsed this game in all four appearances that Tua has made that he's actually completed. He's averaging 107 receiving yards per game when Tua is at quarterback and he's doing that despite only eclipsing six targets in one of those games so he's just been incredibly efficient and if he were to get an uptick in targets um or this game is a potential shootout there is a lot of untapped upside in my opinion he's averaging an elite 2.69 yards per route run he rack ranks in the top five and essentially every notable receiving metric such as yards per reception yards before catch air yards yards after the catch yards after contact reception he leads the nfl in 30 plus yard receptions this season he's been absolutely phenomenal and then when we look at tyreek's line he's nearly 20 yards higher which is deserving but in my opinion waddle's due for some positive regression when it comes to targets he's just been incredibly efficient wouldn't surprise me if he gets an uptick in targets here this number is way closer to his floor than his ceiling i actually think it's below his floor arguably if he gets five or six targets this checks every box for potential spike game for me love me jalen waddle over 65 and a half yards i played up to 68 all right, real quick, uh, Rodrigo's asking, what happened to your article today at Sportsline? Is it there yet? It'll be out in the next couple hours. Yeah, as Sia said, a lot of the props came out later, so these guys have been cramming for this show. But it'll be out, and if you turn on your notifications, if you're a Sportsline member, guess what? You know the second that it comes out. So try that. So try that. All right, if you have a, uh, a prop from a game we're talking about, put it into the chat. We'll try to get to as many of those as we can within the show. Right now, Eric says Waddle's still available at 64.5 minus 115 at MGM. And another thing, if you're watching us live and this is your first time, I suggest you bet these right now because the books watch our show and they go like this, opposite us. That's That should be our motto. Opposite us should be the model for the show. All right, game number two. Raiders laying one and a half in the Big Easy, taking on the Saints. Total 49 and a half. The Saints defense has been an absolute sieve as of late. Dave, this is the first play you like, but it's not about the Saints defense. It's about 
the other defense. Who do you like in this game? I like Alvin Kamara going over 38 and a half receiving yards. It's minus 117 at Caesar Sportsbook at Casino. And let's lay it out there. Kamara, at least six targets each of his past four games, six or more catches in each of his past three, over 55 yards in two of his past three. And I just want to make a note, those past four games have all been with Andy Dalton under center. Dalton is the starting quarterback for the Saints for the foreseeable future. Really, it's until he has another four-interception meltdown. And then you're going to see Jameis Winston <laughs> back on the field. Vegas is allowing almost eight yards per catch to running backs, 7.8 yards after catch per reception to running backs, both bottom 12 in the league. And because those numbers are so close, it lets you know that they're allowing a lot of short throws, and then the running backs are going a decent distance with them. So Kamara could get four catches, five catches, easily get over this total without question. And I also think Kamara's matchup proof here. His short area target role could be a part of what the Saints do, whether they're winning and playing with a lead or trailing, which you can't rule out given how bad their defense has been. I think Kamara is going to do a great job running the ball as well. Fantasy managers know that he's a top 10 fantasy running back, but you can make some cash off of his receiving numbers as well. No, there's no des there's, there's no question they're going to have opportunities. The Raiders gave up 20 last week, scored 38. So this game's going to go. See ya, yes. So the line on Alvin Kamara's receptions just came out. That's one of the few that I was actually waiting for. And, and I'm going to go ahead and make that a play. And, and apologies to our producer on that one. But I've got Alvin Kamara over four and a half receptions at minus 130. I'm going to go ahead and take that. He, he's hit that, you know, really, quite frankly, he's hit it frequently over the last few games. He's at nine targets, nine targets and six targets over the last three games. He's caught seven, six and six. With Andy Dalton at quarterback, we can count on some of the check down work to Alvin Kamara. I absolutely agree with Dave's take. Four and a half is a big number for a running back, but I kind of consider at this point Alvin Kamara kind of your hybrid running back receiver, much the mold of an Austin Eckler, for example. So I like Alvin Kamara over four and a half. And that is, by the way, juiced minus 130. I'm okay with that. At least on DraftKings, that's what it is. Okay, so we had a best bet for Sia, Alvin Kamara. Over four and a half certainly correlates with the uh, – Yardage prop as well. See ya. Thank you very much. All right. Now let's move on to our next game. I have a no play from this game. Really? <laughs> as I was going to say, let's move. No, no. Wait a second. We have something from the other side. And there's a guy, Alex, who's been dynamic despite the fact that they haven't won a ton of games, but he's had a ton of yards receiving and rushing. Who do you like, Alex? I'm fading this guy, actually. That's Josh Jacobs <laughs> under 109 and a half combined rushing and receiving yards. This is going to be a contrarian pick. I understand that some people don't want to tail this. I'll break down why I like this, though. However, listen, this guy's been an absolute monster over the last three weeks. He's delivered three straight games with over 143 rushing yards. Certainly dynamic. His workloads have been excellent over this stretch of games as well, but he's running ridiculously hot on efficiency over the last three games i believe he's going to come back down to earth against the saints uh, as i mentioned he's extremely efficient if you look at his like fantasy production his statistical production but he's not been very good in some key efficiency metrics uh that's not to say he's been bad or anything like that he just has not been elite like the statistics would suggest um so if we look at it closely, is the running back 33rd in breakaway percentage, the running back 20 in yards per route run. Uh, also, this Saints run defense, even though it's been a bit of a sieve, it's seventh in EPA per rush, seventh in rush success percentage, and eighth in run grade. So I actually think the Saints defense is due 
for some positive regression, coupled with the fact that, in my opinion, Jacobs is running very, very hot right now. I may end up looking foolish with this pick, but just I could see the Raiders also shifting to a more pass-happy approach as well. We've seen the Saints team just get uh, completely decimated through the air. I think I can see that the Raiders choosing to attack them that way, not leaning quite as heavily on Jacobs. Also, another thing, the Saints, they're allowing the second fewest receiving yards to opposing running backs per game, which is why I like this combination line so much. In my opinion, this number is inflated. Yes, he's been outstanding, but he's just running super, super hot right now. I think he's going to come back to earth in this matchup against a Saints defense that performs that's performed better than the raw statistics suggest. That's why I'm going Josh Jacobs under 109.5 combined rushing and receiving yards i'd play it down to 106 and a half all right very very good this one almost makes me want to call for the music i've been cashing on jacobs heavy but if there's one thing i've learned mm -hmm. you don't go against alex on the prop show stop it one time all right alex can i can i go to the next game now yeah but actually coach. actually coach you can't because i do have to just break a little piece of news that some Please. of the people in the chat may not know so jarvis landry and michael thomas are out for this game mm. that lends itself way better way more for for dave's prop for my prop uh indy dalton is going to be leaning on alvin kamar even more you could check out chris Olave props too i saw his receiving total at 65 and a half I i'm okay with that i don't want to make that an official play so i'm, I'm just going to be off of that but this lends itself really to Alvin Kamara smashing in this game. Also, Marshawn Lattimore is out on the other side of the ball. If you're interested in taking in DFS or in the prop market, Devontae Adams plays as well. Sorry, educate. now you can proceed. No, no. Educate and entertain. It's all about the information and getting it in and getting it done. So thank you very much. Clint, by the way, a little late to the show. The article for Alex will be out in a little bit. All right. Somebody in the in the uh, chat, help him out on how he can find the article when he's in Sportsline. He's a new member. Uh, all the chat is members, so help them out. Help Clint out just a little bit. All right, next game. And this is a game of NFC South importance. Falcons are a first-place team now because the Bucks lost last night 3-5. and five. Falcons giving four, total 41. Now, last week was the first time they have not covered the spread. But, again, we don't worry about that on this show. Sia, you like a – a receiver who was a part of a bunch of memes when everybody else is getting traded. This dude didn't. <laughs> who are we talking about? That's right. It's, it's DJ Moore. Uh, so, you know, this one I was really kind of going back and forth on with respect to his uh, reception total or his receiving yard total. So his receiving yard total, it was 59 and a half a few hours ago. It's now up to 60 and a half. And I think part of the reason it just ticked up a little bit is because A.J. Terrell is out for this game. I expected him to be out all week, so this isn't really breaking news for me. But A.J. Terrell, Casey Hayward, this is a bad secondary. It's getting worse because of the injuries. I like D.J. Moore to really play sort of the Curtis Samuel role with P.J. Walker. I do want to note P.J. Walker's passing yardage total is pretty high, higher than you think, 183.5. So they are expecting – uh, P.J. Walker to try to expose this Atlanta secondary a little bit. D.J. Moore gets a lot of comfortable targets, kind of like, again, that Curtis Samuel role. I expect that to really be the same just like last week because we have no Christian McCaffrey, we have no Robbie Anderson, and we don't even have Chubba Hubbard who's out for this game and who would have received maybe two or three targets as well. I think it's the D.J. Moore show this week, so give me D.J. Moore over five and a half receptions. If you want to take the yardage total too, I'm okay with that. My lean was to DJ Moore at five and a half receptions. Keep in mind, last week he had almost a 50% target share. Yeah, that'll regress a touch, but he still could be good for a 40% target share this week. Yeah, and we know this is week eight. So quarterbacks have their guys that they like now. They're not looking for somebody new. 
not in week eight, especially when you're trying to win ball games. And by the way, the Panthers aren't that far out of first place in, it's true. in, in this division. It's true, right? Yeah. It's true. They and their defense points. is better than they get credit for. And the offense looked amazing last week. It did. Like right? all the way around. And a lot of that had to do with the Bucks' run defense not being very good. But still, PJ Walker threw the pill really well. Moore's a very talented receiver. This is a good prop. All right. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. All right. That's the only prop in that game. Moving on to the next. And Dave and Alex, you each have a prop in this particular game. Steelers and the Eagles, the battle of Pennsylvania. It spreads a robust 11, total sitting at 43. Now, Alex, I'm going to start with you because the Eagles, a lot of the reason they have been almost unstoppable is because of the run game being good, Hurts being dynamic, but they have a new big-time wideout that's just hard to stop. Who am I talking about? Talking about A.J. Brown, a true alpha number one wide receiver. That's why I love him. Over 68 and a half receiving yards. He's averaging 83 receiving yards per game since joining the Eagles. He's Hasn't eclipsed double-digit targets in three straight weeks. I feel there's a very good chance that could change this Sunday against the Steelers. This Steelers defense is quite poor against the pass, particularly at getting pressure to the quarterback. Pittsburgh ranks 26 in quick pressure rate. That's important because the Eagles, um, their, their biggest weakness offensively is allowing pressure to Jalen Hurts. If he has time in the pocket, this Eagles team, first and foremost, they want to attack the Steelers or whatever defense they're playing down the field, which is why this sets up A.J. Brown very, very nicely for a potential spike game, in my opinion. Again, as I mentioned, the primary method of attack for this Eagles is to lean into their downfield passing game. Uh, Brown has been phenomenal this year. 2.86 yards per route run uh, amongst wide receivers with 100-plus routes. Only Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson, and Stephon Diggs have been more efficient than A.J. Brown. The Steelers are an excellent matchup on paper. They surrender the most yards to opposing wide receivers at 209 per game as well. I think the Eagles are going to roll out a very Brown-centric uh, game plan this week. Uh, to, to me, he's just an elite player at, at a position where he's going to get a ton of volume. I think we're going to see potentially double-digit targets in this game. I think this number is much closer to his floor considering he's gone over in five of six games. And uh, yeah, this just checks every box I look for as far as these potential spike weeks. Love me some A.J. Brown. I played up to 71 and a half. All right, that's one side of the fence. But on the other side of the fence, there was a very, very vocal wideout after the Steelers last game. He said, we need to be targeted. We need to catch passes. The coaches have got to take the handcuffs off. And I feel like, Dave, you have found that receiver, and he wants to go off this week. Yeah, he's not as exciting as A.J. Brown. It's Chase Claypool. But I really like the opportunity for him because of his role in the Steelers' offense. I like him to go over 39 and a half receiving yards, minus 117 at Caesars. He's been over 41 receiving yards each of his past three games. So that's a good start right there. But I like it even better that he's had at least seven targets in those games. So, coach, the coaches have been doing what he's been asking for in Pittsburgh. They've been feeding him the rock. He tends to line up in the slot. 77% of his snaps are in that slot role. Now, Philly's great against all wide receivers but they're a little bit worse against slot guys, the interior guys, than they are the outside guys, the perimeter wide receivers. And it's specifically after the catch where they give up the most. 5.2 yards after catch 
per reception to slot receivers compared to 3.73 for the outside guys. Keep that in mind if you're thinking about starting Deontay Johnson in your fantasy leagues this week. He's a sit for me. Claypool actually leads all Steelers receivers in yards after catch per reception. And get this, guys. It's actually higher with Kenny Pickett under center than it is with Mitchell Trubisky. And you'll remember two weeks ago, Trubisky was firing away at Claypool late to help the Steelers out. So it's crazy to me that Trubisky, with with Trubisky, was two yards after the catch per reception, and that's after what he did two games ago. Pickett's been finding him. He's been making plays after the catch with KP. I expect that to continue because I think the Steelers are going to trail in this game, just as the line suggests. Chase Claypool, he's going to get you 40 yards or more. Take the over on his receiving yards prop. All right, boom, 39 and a half. So we got a receiving prop from one side and a receiving prop from the other side. All right, still several more picks to get to. But as you know, I've got to pay those pesky little bills. Let's hear from one of our incredible partners. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. And we are that back for those watching on YouTube. Welcome into the early edge. We also value those watching and listening on Spotify and Apple. We love all of you for finding us, turning on those notifications so you know exactly when we move the shows around a little bit, you are notified. All right, next game, there's only one pick from this game. I'm talking Titans and the Texans. And somehow, this is a very low spread. I love the Titans on the money line, just like we had them on the money line last week. Total, 40 and a half. Dave, Derrick Henry has turned right back into his beast self on the ground. But that's not what you're attacking this week. First of all, I, I kind of like that Titans money line bet, Coach. I'm, I'm going to put Thank a sprinkle you. on that one. Thank I you. appreciate Thank you for the tip. And Henry's been getting it done with his legs for a long time, but he's starting to get it done with his hands too. So I'm going to take Derrick Henry over 11 and a half receiving yards at minus 115, and this is my favorite player prop of the week. He's been over this in three of his past four games. He was a yard and a half away from being over this last week. Here's a fun fact for you. Henry's second on the Titans in receptions, and third in receiving yards. Think about that for a second. That might speak to more about the Titans receiving core, but at least Derrick Henry is getting involved in a new way, and he's been refurbished for it. It's been great seeing what this Titans offense can do. 
Henry has at least three catches in three of his past four games. He's had a catch go for over 20 yards in three of his past four games. The Texans allow a 70% catch rate to running backs, seven yards per catch. And both of those, honestly, they're better than league average, but still not so bad given the number that we've got to go over here with Derrick Henry. It's only 11 and a half yards. We're not trying to get him to 25 or 35 yards. All he needs is 12, and he can do that on one catch. Here's the cherry on top, guys. Tannehill isn't 100%. So they might have to scheme up some stuff to make things easy on Ryan Tannehill. And if it's not Tannehill, it's Malik Willis, and they're going to need to scheme things up for him. So Derrick Henry's probably going to get that three to five targets again, should easily get somewhere between 18 and 30 receiving yards in the game. Hammer this one, guys. He's going to go over. Boom, boom, and boom. All right. Now, in this next game, I love it. Sometimes the heavens just open up, everything aligns, and we have completely correlated plays. And when I look at my rundown made by our new, incredibly talented producer, Jake the Snake, I see the same name for Alex and for Dave. And that's scary for the book. So I would love, love, Alex, if you could start us off and why you like Juan Dale Robinson. Juan Dale Robinson, coach. I'm going over four and a half receptions. You can get this at plus 125 odds on DraftKings at well as well. If you watched our Sunday preview kickoff show, I talked about this guy at length as he was someone I was going to pay very close attention to because not only does he appear to be the Giants' best wide receiver, he's soaking up a lot of these very valuable snaps out of the slot position, which is where Danny Dimes loves to deliver the football. Last week, he finished with eight targets for six receptions. Very, very encouraged. He had a 78% route rate against the Jaguars. That was up from the previous week when he had a 34% route rate against the Ravens. He's becoming a full-time player in this offense. He's completely overtaken Richie James, who dropped to just 16% route participation in week seven. Uh, Wandale looks to be the clear focal point of this Giants passing attack, and he's playing out of the slot. Again, he has an elite 27% target rate. He has a first read target on elite 23% of his routes as well. So this is really good. Furthermore, he has a 4.6 average depth of target. That is very shallow. The reason that's beneficial and the reason I like attacking him from a volume standpoint is because we know the closer we throw the football to the line of scrimmage, the, the better chance it has to be a completed pass. We don't need a lot of yards in order to go over this prop. While I do like Dave's prop quite a bit, which is the yards, I really think attacking him from a volume standpoint is the way to go, especially considering we can get this at plus 125 odds as well. This is also a great matchup against the Seahawks. Their pass defense is 25th in EPA per dropback, 27 in coverage grade and they don't pressure the quarterback at all so i love me some wandale robinson over four and a half receptions at plus 125 odds i felt like that was a little bit of shade dave felt mm-hmm. like it was a little bit a little bit yeah Did you feel that i way? felt it yeah for sure yeah it was <laughs> <laughs> all right dave explain yourself Yeah, yo, I'm just glad that I can read Alex like a book here and know when he's throwing shade at me or not. I love what he's doing, and I think it's worth taking his prop, but it does feel a little too good to be true that we can get plus odds on over four and a half catches. Alex didn't mention that Wandale Robinson had six catches last week. He had it in one half of football against the Jacksonville 
Jaguars. There's no I in their last in their team. Name, <laughs> that in mind. And his role has been growing. Alex mentioned that he's been playing in the slot. That's very true as well. 72% of his snaps have been in the slot. So whenever I deal with a receiver that's playing in that role, I want to know how defenses are against him. And guess what? Seattle ranks dead last in the NFL in yards after catch per reception allowed to slot wide receivers this year, almost seven yards. They are fourth worst in yards per catch to slot receivers, 13.8, which means that all Allen, or Allen, I can't believe I said Allen, Wandale <laughs> Robinson matches that average, 13.8. All he needs is three catches. So I think the odds, while they're great for Alex's prop, and I'm probably going to give that a double sprinkle, let's be honest, I can't resist plus odds. <laughs> Whatever I'm going to put on that one, I'm going to put like 50% more on mine because I think mine is a slam dunk. Wandale Robinson, over 42 and a half receiving yards because in a half of football last week, he went over this number too. See, I feel like that was some shade thrown back at Alex. Did you feel that way? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's how I read it. I I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what this is going to develop into, but I, I'm surprised I, they're still on the show together. I, now, I, all I, all I kidding do, aside, I, do. I, I love Dave's prop. Well, well, don't don't backtrack. Don't walk backwards. No, no, nice no. Try. I I feel like that since we have dissension in the ranks, that the only thing we can do is put each bet up against each other and if one loses somebody in the chat wins i don't know I i'm don't up know. for it coach you know are that. you up for it dave coach, are you up for it you know i'm up not for sure it. exactly what i'm up for here but sure we like to reward the people that tune in live to the show yeah. so i like to pick a name and if your prop doesn't hit then you have to pay one of them a hundred dollars but if it does hit alex plays the one hundred dollars but what if both of them hit? I didn't think all this through. It's just live <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the fly. There's a good chance they both hit. If one hits, it's very likely they both hit. That's very true. That's very true. All right, I'll think about it. And if you want to participate, put your Twitter handle into the chat. I'll come up with something. I'll come up with something. But, again, I don't always think it through, Dave. You know what I'm saying? I don't always think it through. Uh, all right. Just put your Twitter handle if you want to participate sure. in the Wandell Robinson sweepstakes from the Prop Spectacular. And I'll figure out something. All right. Now, we have arrived at the final game because we have multiple plays in this. And by the way, for those of you who tuned in late, see, we'll have a couple more plays on Sunday because a lot of the props came out late. Alex's prop article at Sportsline will be up in a couple of hours. No need to fret. It will all be done. But this game, I can't believe. Did you have something, Alex? Real quick, Coach, I just wanted yeah. to say that I will tweet the moment my article goes live. I also wanted to offer something to our live audience. If my prop hits over four and a half receptions and Dave's hits, I will give $100 to someone in the chat if you want to select them, Coach. Okay. Okay. Dave, what about you? What if, if both hit, you pay somebody $100? I'm not interested in that. If they both lose, I'll pay somebody $100. Oh, okay. All right. We'll do both. Well, that covers right. both sides, Coach. That covers both sides. All right. So if both lose, then Dave pays $100. If they both win, then Alex plays somebody $100. I and like now, that. just like that, Alex and I are on the same side again. <laughs> there you go. Love you, there nephew. You go. There you go. Love See you how we there. work through that? See how the family works through its problems on the show? I like it. I like it. I kind of feel a little left out, though. See ya. Because I have $115 in my Venmo that's new from last <laughs> night as I beat M squared in our showdown. Didn't know I mean, that. 
No, right. but I know how you feel because I haven't lost a showdown in a few weeks, to be honest with you. So, uh, yeah, all, all these funds. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, one of those came from you. Um, anyway, the point is, I wasn't going to go there, but the point is, I have some funds to disperse too. So, hopefully, we can come up with something. All right. We'll come up with something on Sunday for you because you have a couple more to add, uh, as promised. All right. Sunday night football. And as always, we'll have Early Edge Live at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time, counting down to Sunday night football. We're going to get a little head start. Packers, first time in the history of Aaron Rodgers' career that is a double-digit underdog. You think things are bad for Tom Brady? (laughs) Aaron Rodgers says, you ain't seen nothing yet. Bills, minus 11. Total, 47. Now, see ya. I feel like you haven't had a chance to talk in a while. So I would love it if you would go first for this game. Well, let's do it. Yeah, I have Aaron Jones over 30 and a half receiving yards. That's at minus 105. It is a, a, admittedly a high total. And by the way, the five and a half catches for DJ Moore, that was plus money. I think I failed to say that. I think it was on the screen. But that's plus money at plus 105. So here's the thing with Aaron Jones. This is really a game stripped play more and a usage play more than anything else. I mean, obviously – we know that Aaron Rodgers doesn't trust his receivers. That doesn't mean he's not going to throw to his receivers or, or what's left of them. But it does mean, I think, that Aaron Jones is going to get a lot of opportunities in the passing game. And we've seen the prolific passing games of Aaron Rodgers in the past. And really, from a game script standpoint, this is the perfect setup for him. Again, it's 30 and a half receiving yards. The last two weeks, or certainly last week, he got over 80% of the running back touches. It's trending that way with A.J. Dillon seeing less of the field and in a very negative game script because I think the Bills are are going to trounce the Green Bay Packers based on what I've seen this season so far. I think you really could see something like you saw with my Fournette prop last night, which ended up hitting, which is garbage time, fourth quarter time. You're getting a couple dump downs because pressure is coming to you and you don't trust your receivers. You're trying to get the ball out fast. I could see him eclipsing this before the fourth quarter, but certainly in the fourth quarter in a negative game script, I see Aaron Jones getting a couple extra receptions to get over this 30-and-a-half-yard total. George in the chat said, see as a cold-blooded savage. I've been saying that for years. But with a smile. I know that's that's the thing that really drives me insane the most between you with the smile and RJ White with the nothing. It drives me insane. Absolutely insane. By the way, Alex, did you hear what Sia said? He said that they're going to get a lot of opportunities. I don't even know that word. What's what's the correct word? Opportunities, coach. Thank you. Opportunities, Sia. Do you not know what show we're on? Yeah, that's on me. I'm sorry. Now, let's stay with the synergy of this game. Let's stay on the, the, the Green Bay Packers side. And, Dave, I'm looking down, and ooh, ooh, I hope Aaron Rodgers isn't watching this show right now, though he might be because he's not spending any time with his teammates. So um, what two plays do you like from the Green Bay side? I'm going to hold comment back on what Aaron Rodgers might be doing right now based <laughs> on what his offseason was like. I'm going to be brief on my Rodgers prop. And if you want me, coach, I'll follow up with another prop that I have in this game. Because okay. I feel like the Rodgers prop is a bonus prop. He's only thrown three interceptions this year. But I'm calling for number four against the Buffalo Bills on Sunday. Aaron Rodgers over half interception, plus 133. And, of course, it should be plus money because Rodgers doesn't throw interceptions that often. Does a good job taking care of the football. The one teensy-weensy problem is that he's taking on the Buffalo Bills this week. The Bills have had at least one interception in all but one game this year. The only time they didn't do it was against the Dolphins. The Dolphins threw the ball 20 times in that game. You know how that one went. And I think the Buffalo defense comes out and rested and ready coming off the bye. 
they'll be ready to pick off a couple of passes for Aaron Rodgers. And I said one teensy weensy thing. I really meant two teensy weensy <laughs> things, which when you combine together, it comes out to one not so bad thing. And now I want to have candy for some reason. <laughs> Look at the receivers in Green Bay. We know that there's no Alan Lazard. He's out. We know that Randall Cobb is out. We know that Romeo Dobbs is on the outs with Aaron Rodgers because he drops a ton of passes. So who's left? You got Sammy Watkins, who's kind of not the same guy when he was in Buffalo. You've got Christian Watson, who's an interesting receiver, the rookie for them. And then you don't have a whole lot else, but you've got a lot of guys who might make mistakes. So even if Aaron Rodgers is 100% on target with his throws, there's no guarantee that these receivers are going to pop a pass up into the air. Bills come down with it, and you've got yourself plus 133 in your pocket. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely <laughs> Oh, oh! I'm sorry. I was just eating gummy bears. Like you say, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Got caught there. You, you mentioned candy, and they were just sitting here. So it is what it is. Um, Dave, I'll come back to you for uh, your AJ Dillon. Okay, Can we come back. Sounds to good to that? me. All right. So Alex, yeah. I know you've been sitting there chomping at the bit, just like I'm chomping on these gummy bears right now. My dentist would be screaming at me because I just had this beautiful smile my whole life. My whole life. So, Alex, give me a lifetime pick on Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary, Coach. Uh, Uncle Dave mentioned that Alvin Kamara, or excuse me, Derek Henry might be his favorite prop of the week. I think this is my favorite prop of the week. That's Devin Singletary, over 55 and a half rushing yards. Singletary coming off a 17-carry, 85-yard performance against the Chiefs. He appears to be firmly entrenched as the RB1 and the Bills' workhorse back as well. This may appear on the surface to be a large number for Singletary, but this is just an absolutely spectacular matchup against the Packers, who are one of the biggest run funnels in the NFL this season. Green Bay, their 31st in rushing DVOA, compared to 11th in passing DVOA. The Packers are surrendering 122 yards per game on the ground to opposing running backs. That's the second most on a per-game basis in the NFL this season. Packers, they are 30th in EPA per rush, 29th in rushing success rate, 26th in PFF's run defense grade. They are terrible. Singletary also has a massive snap share in competitive games. He's coming off 63 snaps in week six. Zach Moss was a healthy scratch in that game. James Cooks only saw 10 snaps as well. As I mentioned, Green Bay, they rank in the bottom three in nearly every single rushing defensive metric. Here's how some opposing running backs have fared against Green Bay recently. Brian Robinson, 20 carries, 73 yards, and Antonio Gibson, 10 carries. 59 yards week six Brees Hall 20 carries for 116 yards Michael Carter six carries for 41 yards week five Saquon Barkley 13 carries 70 yards week four Damian Karras had 18 carries for 86 yards Veronte Stevenson had 14 for 66 week three Leonard Fournette 12 carries for 35 yards that was the only dud David Montgomery the week prior 15 carries for 122 yards Kilo Herbert even had four for 38 week one Dalvin Cook at 20 carries for 90 yards listen I'm not expecting the Bills to all of a sudden turn into the Bears and run the football every down but this is just in a great spot for Singletary who's actually looked a lot better than the raw statistics would suggest he has a complete stranglehold on this job the other backs again Zach Moss wasn't even active last week and James Cooks was an only, only on the field for 10 snaps to spell Singletary I love this spot for him over 55 and a half rushing yards I'd play it up to 58 I wouldn't be surprised if this closes over 60 either 
I feel like you just broke the Guinness Book of World Records. You didn't breathe for 90 seconds. Yes. You didn't breathe for 90 seconds. Uh, by the way, in the chat, George says, humble brag much, coach? Yes. Yes, I do. Uh, what's in those gummies, coach? Joel asks. Well, I live in California, so you can fill in the blanks. And, yeah, something like this doesn't cost you very much, but it gives you a whole lot. All right, now we've come to the final play of the show. And it just seems right that, Dave, you would have it. And it just seems right that you would have a bet that I hate until I reach the pay window. Let's go. You hate it because it's an under, don't you? Yes. And that's okay. That's fine because this is one that's going to hit. You're going to feel good when you take A.J. Dillon under 26 and a half rush yards. They are trying to get you to take the over on A.J. Dillon. But the truth is, is that the Green Bay Packers, A, are not going to run the ball very much in this game against Buffalo. At least I don't think so if they want to win. And B, they don't want to run it with A.J. Dillon because he's another guy that makes a lot of mistakes for the Packers. You saw it last week. He only had four carries last week. Aaron Jones dominated playing time. Aaron Jones is the better running back. You're going to see a lot of Aaron Jones. Keep that in mind if you're thinking about his over on player props, which we've already talked about in the last five minutes. Dylan's played 28% of the snaps last week. He's fallen out of the offense. I think I've made that clear. He had six or fewer carries in each of his past two games. And Buffalo sees the fewest carries per game from running backs and allows the fewest yards per carry to running backs. 3.05. Usually you hear 305 and you're ready for Pitbull to come out and you're ready to start partying because it's Miami. But in this mm-hmm. case, you don't want to party. 3.05. At least if you're AJ Dillon, you don't want to party. He's struggling. He's not a big part of the Packers offense anymore. I think the only way he goes over this total is if something happens to Aaron Jones and everybody in my world fantasy does not want to see that happen. AJ Dillon under 26 and a half rushing yards minus 119 at Caesars. By the way, I actually worked with Pitbull two, three years ago, and I can say confidently that he is the greatest smelling man <laughs> I've ever been around yeah. in my life. Wow. In my life. Cool. I got yet. breaking news for you if you want it, Coach. Debo, give it to me. Two of them. Debo oh. has been ruled out for the game against the Rams, and Jamar Chase, this is according to Jordan Schultz of the score, is not going to go on injured reserve for the Bengals, which means they must think that he's going to miss no more than three games, not four games, with this hip injury that he has. Obviously, he's not going to play. That's going to impact the player props that you take for the Bengals on Monday night against the Browns. But I think if you've got him in fantasy, you should feel a little more optimistic about him coming back and being his old self. Alex, go. Hey, Uncle Dave, I'd appreciate if you don't interrupt. We were talking about how good Pitbull smells. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all the important stuff. All the important stuff. Is that all you had, Alex, or did you have something on that? That was it. I was enjoying funny. hearing about that. He was. Do you, I, does anybody want to look up Brandon Ayuk's player prop? It's not out. It's not out. So right. I was going to, I was going this, to say. Right. Yeah, I was going to say uh, one of my look-ahead props that wasn't out before this show ran was because I, I thought Debo was going to be out was going to be George Kittle's receptions. That's still not out. I'm hoping and maybe it opens at like four and a half. I do think he's going to get a lot of work from Jimmy G as far as a safe target is concerned. But I think Kittle, I think Ayuk and Christian McCaffrey, whether it's props or DFS, I think they're all in play with Debo out. Or didn't you know, we, fantasy. Yeah, didn't or, we hit Ayuk, Ayuk last week over fifty-three and a half? Isn't that what we hit? See, did. Was that, yeah, that, that was a number, right? Yeah. Uh, I wonder what it's going to be this week. I wonder if it'll be higher or lower. I'd say 62, between 60 and 62. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, little housekeeping. Don't forget, coming up later this afternoon, Alex will have his article out. If you are a Sportsline member, turn on your notifications for him inside Sportsline. So the second it comes out, you can read it and get those plays in before the books get their hands on it. And Sia will have a couple more plays on Sunday. As always, he's a part of the Sunday shows at noon Eastern time, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. We break down every single game at 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock, and Sunday night football. But – Right here, right now, grab your paper, grab your pencil. Here is the recap courtesy of Jake the Snake on the ones and the twos. And look at that. Look at that. Glorious. Alex is on Wondell Robinson over four and a half catches, plus 125. A.J. Brown over 68 and a half receiving yards, minus 115. Josh Jacobs, we're going under. We're fading. We may or may not have a showdown come Sunday with your boy, 109 and a half. Rushing and receiving. It's the combo number. Devin Singletary over 55 and a half rush yards. And then Jalen Waddle, the other side of the Miami two-headed monster that is their wide receivers, over 65 and a half receiving yards. Then see Najat. Four plays so far. We added one. We added one. We have DJ Moore over five and a half. Aaron Jones over 30 and a half. Tyreek Hill over 86 and a half and then added live on the show Alvin Kamara over four and a half catches minus 130. Then Dave, six play, six big plays. Derrick Henry over 11 and a half receiving yards. Chase Claypool over 39 and a half receiving yards. Kamara over 38 and a half receiving yards. And then Robinson over 42 and a half receiving yards. Then Aaron Rodgers. Let's just throw one pick and call it a night. Plus 133. And then A.J. Dillon. We don't think he's going to be a factor at all. We'll go under 26 and a half yards. It's one of my favorite hours of the entire week. You get educated, you get entertained, and you get set from a prop perspective on all the games that we like in the NFL. We're here every single week at 4 p.m. Eastern time. But with that being said, there's only one thing left to do, and I believe you all know what that is. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these tickets straight to the pay window. For my entire crew, love them all. Cena John, Uncle Dave, Prop Stars, and Jake the Snake on the ones and the twos. I am the coach. Do not miss a second of any of our content. We love doing it. We love doing it for you, and we love doing it right here at the Early Edge. Good luck. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.